0: Hey Rob! Happy new decade. Oh, new decade! It's new year. Yeah. It's you, do you know, know how much sort you, of new week? Do you, do you know how many people I just made angry by calling it a new decade?
1: I don't care. Those people are oh, wrong. No.
0: I I only mentioned <laughs> I mentioned this because it's on my mind. Because this morning, as we record this, Ryan, who works with us at Mac Stories, he he linked to a really good article that. Benjamin Mayo did over at 9to5Mac, kind of going through all of Apple's products from the last decade. And we got like just this scathing email from some person who said, you know, journalists are, are sloppy and you should fact check your work and it's not the new decade until 2021. It just went on and on and on. It was this long tirade. And it was like, you have too much time on your hands, buddy, because that's a ridiculous thing to go off on somebody especially on a link post it's not even our oh. original content
1: <laughs> i don't want to live in a world where 1990 isn't part of the 90s i'm not having yeah, it Yeah, i'm not having it i'm not having it either
0: <laughs> i i think we've declared you know i think that that's a fight that people like to have online and it's really a fight that's been that's been fought and lost you know decades ago probably in 1990 or earlier maybe even in 1980.
1: Yeah. It, Which is in the 80s. It just feels like... Is it, <laughs> I never heard of it. That? <laughs> it just feels like one of these, like, I am very smart type of things. And don't get me wrong, I understand why people are saying it. Like, I, I understand the maths or whatever. right? But 1990 was in the 90s. That's the end of it. Right. Like, there's there's no other argument.
0: Right. Well, it's it's pretty clear we should not have covered Benjamin Mayo's story because... You know, it was it was factually inaccurate and and an abomination of germ- journalism. Uh, in fact, it's very very good, and everybody should take a look at it. Um, yes. Yeah. So, in any event, I am drinking a new beverage for our show today that I would like. That is not a sponsor of this show, though. You know what? They really should be because this is this is a fantastic beverage. It's tea. It's nothing too harder, but it's got it's got hops in it, which you know like like beer, and I like a okay. I like a good hoppy beer, and I. Um, you know, I like tea and this is an iced tea. Comes in a can, like a beer can, a, a pint can. And right. And I just happened across this when I was visiting family over the holidays. Someone had told me to give it a try. I was like, that sounds super weird. Black tea with hops in it. And you know what? It's really good. Gives you a little bit of that. Good. If you're a beer if you're someone who enjoys a hoppy beer, it gives you a light hoppy taste, which I enjoy. But it has no alcohol in it. It has no calories in it, and it's got a little good kick of caffeine. So it's a great early afternoon drink. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to admit this publicly because I am
1: British, but I don't like tea. Oh, you? Um. Oh no! I can't believe you said that. Shut down! Shut down
0: the whole the whole podcast.
1: Oh, hang on! Immigration have just walked oh, into my no. house to take away my passport. Oh. <laughs> oh man citizenship revoked
0: well uh, that's okay you know not everybody has to like every every national drink uh i do like tea Uh, i'm not a huge tea drinker i'm usually more of a hot tea person though Uh, but but i like this so i've been enjoying it the problem here's the problem with it it's brewed in colorado by a small outfit they have a deal with whole foods in the united states and that's the only place you can get it and if you don't find it on sale it's like three dollars a can which is kind of a lot Oh, that's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. I found it for two dollars and a quarter, and I bought like eight of them. And I'm thinking, well, this ought not become a ha- a habit because this is this is kind of you know like one of those fancy coffee shop drinks in a can. I mean, it's it's fairly pricey for what it is. But um, yeah, it's
1: just one of those things that you find and you go. Actually, I probably can't afford to drink this all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I looked at. I was looking online and. You can get it on Amazon too. And I was like, oh, a twelve pack is thirty five dollars? That seems like a lot. <laughs> you know, it's a non alcoholic tea drink. I mean, anyway, whatever. It's it's still quite good. Uh we have, Rob, a bunch of different things to talk about today.
1: Yes, we do. I'm not I ever timely that I am have bought this new product called AirPods Pro. You may have heard I of them. I have heard of them. Uh, I have heard of it. I, I, I followed
0: <laughs> your adventures and trying to find them online when you were tweeting about them being like back ordered and out of, out of stock everywhere.
1: Yeah, and it turns out, because basically they were out of stock everywhere. Apple was about a month. Everywhere else I could buy them, they were just like, oh, give us your email address and we'll tell you when they're in stock. But this was between Christmas and New Year. So I think it was just a really bad time to order them because obviously everyone had been buying them for Christmas presents right. and stuff like that. Um, I managed to find one pair in Portsmouth that I then went and picked up um, like a couple of days later, I think. And then about two days after that, I got all of these emails from all of these different <laughs> places where they were in stock again. Um, but I did get I got a discount of the place I got it from. So, you know, it, it's fine. It wasn't a massive problem. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought... Jump straight on. They've been released, whatever it was, months ago. Kind of waited till now. But, uh, yeah, I really like oh, them. Oh,
0: good, good. Yeah, I like them a lot, too. I mean, I uh, wasn't very long after I got mine that I flew out to California, and they're just amazing on an airplane. Um, I've never really used noise-canceling headphones on an airplane, and now I know what I was missing. Uh, they, were, they, they were also great when I was flying back from Italy when I had, like, a two-year-old in front of me, a baby to the side of me and a dog underneath my seat so it was good to at least be able to kind of filter out some of the noise for that flight too
1: yeah i mean you know there's not a huge i think a lot everything that's really been said has been needs to be said um but yeah like you know they are really good and actually like you i'd never use noise cancelling headphones well i'm mean, used them on a plane but i would never used them at all right. um and I, like I suddenly became aware, like especially when I'm like getting the bus to work and walking down streets and stuff. I've suddenly become aware of how noisy everything is. Yeah, I know. You know especially because I live in a, in, you know, I live in a city, um, and you know everything's pretty tightly compact. Um, and until I had these, I wasn't aware just quite how noisy, you know, the roads are and all the cars and people and all that kind of stuff. But now I'm like really, really aware of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's just a couple of little touches that I thought were, is, are really cool that not don't get talked about a ton, which is when you put in one, as you're getting ready to put in the second one, the first one is in transparency mode initially. So you can still kind of... It, 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 I think the reason they do that is so that it's not like one of your ears has suddenly gone deaf, which would be kind of disconcerting to have noise canceling in one ear but not the other just kind of abruptly like that
1: yeah def- i had no I, I didn't realize that's what it was doing yeah. but i had noticed that something was different when i only had one in um yeah. but yeah i mean that is as you say that is a nice touch because the once you put the noise canceling on it, it it's definitely a weird feeling at first yeah
0: and I, I feel like the transparency mode too is definitely tuned towards voices because I almost feel like I have super hearing when I have them in. I mean, I, I feel like voices are a little bit clearer when I have them in as well.
1: Yeah, they're they're really nice. And I didn't have the wireless charging before, um, so it's really nice to just be able to chuck them down yeah. um, on, on the wireless charger.
0: Yeah, that took me a while to get used to because I didn't have that either, and it the, you know I, I found myself plugging them in the first few days i had them i was like oh wait i could just drop these on this uh cheat charger over here there there is one thing though
1: you know i've bought new airpods and i actually bought the version two maybe like six months ago okay and i, I did tweet about this but i'm both i'm very happy that people are willing to do this but also disgusted that people are willing to buy my own oh AirPods.
0: yeah when i saw that tweet i was like oh really
1: <laughs> yeah like and don't get me wrong like i get it because like they're an expensive product
0: yeah and i do
1: on un- you know you know and i'm not you know i'm not like trying to sell them for what i paid for them so you know i'm i'm obviously quote unquote losing money on them so they are a lot cheaper than buying new ones but I- i'm not sure i'd be willing to do no. that regardless of how much money I'm saving. I don't want
0: somebody else's no I,
1: AirPods I, in my ears. Yeah, I
0: think I would just I would just wait until I could save up enough money. I don't think I could do that. Uh, it was, while we're on the topic of disgusting things being in p- other people's ears, um, you know, you c- what's really good, especially with the older air pa- AirPods. I was thinking I was going to say AirPower, but AirPods is using tack to get kind of clean them. I won't get into more detail than that necessarily, but those little grills inside there, the the blue tack does a great job of kind of cleaning them up and make because they do tend to get kind of clogged up and harder to listen to after a while. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's exactly how I cleaned both the last two pairs that I sold (laughs) because, you know, fine, people are buying them off me. It's not my problem, but I still want to kind of hand over as clean a product as I can. You you don't want to
0: give them too much of your DNA.
1: No wow, well, I did not even consider that. Oh no, my OPSEC.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a clone oh, of there's a clone it. of you out there somewhere based on your earwax.
1: Excellent. <laughs> I'll I'll just I'll just get the clone to do Twitter for me and I can
0: <laughs> think about that one. <laughs> All right. So Rob, you know what we haven't talked about? is the PS5 and you you know there was a very important announcement at CES and we're going to get into CES a little bit more uh in a bit but but there's a very important uh design choice that was made by Sony at CES and announced which is the new PS5 logo which you know it's it I I've enjoyed the tweets Eurogamer has been fantastic day after day tweeting all sorts of gifts and things just mercilessly mocking sony for changing the four into a five
1: right and, and yeah like it It obviously it is a funny thing and it's very easy to sort of go Haha, look they've just changed it yeah. um obviously since this has come out i've kind of seen some more you know there was a tweet going around where somebody's like you know that they, they were betting that there was some upper management that wanted to do like a completely new logo or give it a brand new name and just confuse the situation. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised it's called the PS5. I think they'd already told us this. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, they revealed, quote-unquote, the logo, which I think anybody could have could have worked yeah, out. It's um, identical
0: to the PS4 logo, but the 4 has been changed into a 5. And I guess the only thing that's tricky there, maybe, is that the 5 looks a little bit like the S. Right and I, but
1: then I think they probably had the same problem with the PS2 to a certain extent. Obviously that had a more blocky uh logo. Ah. Um it was very similar to the current one to the the PS5 logo but it was you know it was more square it had sort of hard edges to mm-hmm. it. Um but you know I mean I'm not sure I could have told you what the PS4 logo was if you'd asked me. Um you know it's not it's not on the front of my PlayStation. Right. Like I'm looking at it right now. There's there's no logo on it or Maybe there is, but it's certainly not on the front. It's not somewhere where you're looking at it all the time. So, um, so yeah, I guess it is what it is. I'm very excited for the PS Five, but you know, the logo is just this kind of funny thing that happened at the beginning of the CES.
0: Yes. Have you seen the yeah? You know, the Xbox also got a reveal during the Video Game Awards over the holidays, which was it's basically the the Xbox Sex, I, I believe, the special edition ten. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I x microsoft's
0: name in i it's so weird because um, we had the x bone and then we had the uh oh what was the digital what was the all digital one whatever people calling that oh uh, i can't remember what that one's <laughs> called but, name, i mean there's
1: yeah. so many different so many different names that microsoft have got i mean
0: oh it was the sad it was again the, I it think was the xbox sad
1: that's <laughs> right all digital yeah, the s all s digital, all digital, whatever digital whatever yeah called. some people
0: are calling it the sad and now there's the sex and but but uh, you know naming aside and you know maybe maybe apple's been you know following along with microsoft on the naming because they're they're not doing so well lately themselves but the actual the actual game console to me looked kind of cool i got I, you know i kind of got into it people made their jokes about how it was like it was like the trash can mac pro and stuff like that because it's really just a You know, it kind of looks like a shoebox on its end with a big vent on the top.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, I I definitely think this is one of those things where, you know, because as it stands right now, the only thing we know about the new Xbox, really, is what it looks like. Um, And I assume the PlayStation is going to be very similar when they actually announce it. You know, they say, oh, this is what the box looks like. Right. So it's very easy to sort of focus on, oh, the box looks silly or it looks... I feel like consoles are one of these weird products where I'm not sure people actually care. Like, the people who are actually going to buy them probably don't care that much what they're going to look like because, you know, I don't know about you, but you take the console, you plug it in, it goes on the shelf, and you probably never touch it again unless it
0: breaks. Yeah, as long as it fits into wherever you have to put it, you're fine with that, right? I mean, that's all it really needs to do. I mean, did you see all the upwork that... Uh, I guess AMD was doing a, a presentation at CES, and they showed the... Um, they showed the xbox spinning around and it sh- it revealed the ports and it turns out that they got the images off some oh what some website it was something squid and it and and Microsoft almost immediately said, those are not the ports. This is this is a mock-up. Uh, and it was really funny because the ports that they had in the mock up were way better than what it turns out it actually is. Because it was like right. it was two HDMIs, two USB Cs uh like digital audio and i forget what else but turns out it's like usb a and only one hdmi and that kind of stuff uh it was usb a seriously yeah yeah and one on the front one oh. on the front too i think pretty sure i mean it could be like the gen 2 stuff that's a little faster but uh you can only get i don't think you can get any faster than 5 megabytes per second with yeah. USB A. I think that's the
1: Oh if that if they've got USB A on them, that's really disappointing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure any of this I,
0: is totally final, but that's that seemed to be what they were uh what they were saying.
1: Oh well. It is what it is. I'm not buying an Xbox anyway. I'll be buying just the PS5 I think this generation, but uh I guess we'll see. Maybe that'll have USB C on it. Alright. I really hope it does. Well, so <laughs> but, uh...
0: For the record it was turbosquid.com that had, this, uh, that had created the, this, this mock up. Right, okay. And of course. Well, we'll, uh, we'll pop that in the show notes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this just kind of goes to my latest obsession since last weekend, which is CES. Um, because instead of doing a bunch of little stories about CES throughout the week when we found something interesting, we thought that Mac Stories readers might be interested in. We decided just to do one giant roundup at the end cuz it's kind of helpful to get the full week's news under your belt and get a perspective on what's the what are the big stories coming out of CES, what are the most interesting products instead of just kind of throwing stuff at the wall all week long and and so but I've been, as a result I've just been reading and reading and reading and reading for days all the stories coming out of CES and looking at a lot of press releases and Putting together a long story that's coming out tomorrow on on Mac stories, and it's it's been interesting. It's been an interesting uh, CES, and there's both you know kind of cool products as well as the usual roundup of really strange and bizarre products. Which I I feel like at this point people are just kind of pandering to that to that category a little bit sometimes.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at the list of of ones that you've popped in the notes here. Those and,
0: are the weird ones. I mean, they're
1: clearly. <laughs> Clearly, there's one here for me: though, a cat litter box that will analyze your cat's poops. Yeah, uh, and, and the, hi- the headline says, for some reason, you know, <laughs> c- clearly because nobody needs this.
0: Yes, yes. Well, there's, there's a, you know, cats were a theme this year because not only. Was there this special litter box that also is Alexa enabled? Uh, there's also a a robot that is a headless cat, and what you do for this with this Rob is you you pet the headless robot cat, and it wags its tail because that'll make you feel better. Um, that's called the Quobo, um, and I, I'm not so sure. I don't. I think I'd be a little creeped out if I just saw this round. It's it's, it's it's a little strange. It looks more like a furry bath mat with a tail than it does actually a cat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really look like a cat. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at it looks like a No, it looks like uh, what you say at the aquarium, like the stinger. Oh yeah, yeah. Or else you know, or maybe flat. a cat
0: that got run over by a truck. I don't
1: know. <laughs> right. I mean this is really weird. I like you say, I think there's definitely a part of this where companies are just pandering to the nonsense that is CES. And that is it's right. like, oh, well, we just released this ridiculous product there. Maybe we'll sell a few hundred and then they can just
0: sort of move on. Right, so when it comes to robots, there you know CES has a ton of robots. Samsung has this one that everybody's calling like a little BB-8. It's just a ball, and and they you know they had it rolling around on stage, and it has a camera in it, it makes noises, and they said and it can do useful things for you, and then they don't really explain what those useful things are. I mean, what's a ball rolling around your house really going to do for you? I I don't know. Maybe it reads your read your text messages to you out loud or something but Brilliant. but there were a bunch of other robots there was the cat the the headless cat there was also one that makes salad uh, which you know impressive I guess that it seems like a thing that would be hard for a robot to do and sure <laughs> and there Sharman uh, had a toilet a toilet paper delivery robot that would you know, it was a very small robot. can only handle one roll at a time, but it can deliver, deliver it to where it's needed at a moment's notice.
1: Yeah, because, of course, the toilet in your house moves all the time. <laughs> Come on. Right, right, right. Well, and then
0: so the other thing is, like, I, I got to think that Amazon must be paying people to build things with Alexa in it because Alexa is literally in everything. And yeah, because not only is it in that cat litter box that you mentioned, which which also goes much further in using A.I. to analyzing your cats, your cats poops. But there is also Alexa built into a bidet and into a slow cooker. So, you know, wow, I'm not sure I'm not sure where the speaker is in the bidet. I, I was trying to figure that out. I mean, where's that coming from? Where's that noise coming from? You know, where's the microphone exactly? But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, those details were, were not in the press release. But, uh, yeah, Alexa is in literally everything. Yeah,
1: they, it's very... The crockpot I can almost get on with, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... I can I know. kind of see the utility in that. And I have found myself thinking, do you know what? I think I want that Alexa with the, the microwave with the Alexa built in. But i'm not going to be that person yeah um and i don't think that's available in the uk um but yeah there's some really just like you say either amazon are paying people to put this in their products or they're just giving it right away. effectively costs like, they're just like just he Here go here's here's the i was gonna say the cd it's the cd with alexa on it i'm sure that there's just some sdk that they're handing out and going yeah just chuck this in your system we don't care what it is yeah
0: there's i guess there's a shower head too that has alexa in it which cancels out the sound of the water running in your shower and plays you music and listens to your commands Um, that I just yeah (laughs) I don't want any of these things in my house (laughs) but but you know and you think about it though it's like well I don't know I mean the you know people worry about this stuff listening to them well you put it in your bidet in your shower and it's pretty much everywhere you've really got Alexa all up inside everything
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like I I like to follow the same rules as you know like a a reality tv show like big brother you know no cameras no microphones in the bathroom
0: (laughs) you know that's like it's like rule number it's a one good, it is a good rule that's a good rule of thumb keep that <laughs> keep it out of the bathroom um so ai of course is everywhere too because everybody has to have either deep learning machine learning or ai or all of the above because i don't think they're i think they're used kind of interchangeably but um yeah i've seen an ai powered electric toothbrush that has a companion app uh because you know let's why not make brushing your teeth in the morning, you know, a little more complicated, and and a razor? There's actually an AI powered razor from Bic. I did not do a deep dive on exactly what that means. Uh, I do know the toothbrush had an app, but I'm not sure what the what exactly the details are on the razor. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what the razor
1: would do for me. I
0: know. I don't, just analyzing your I beard. I, I don't
1: know. What is it like a tally? Like you've either shaved your face or you haven't. I mean, <laughs> right. The,
0: it's it's pretty binary. Like there's not a lot else you can no, do. No, there's not a lot around the edges there <laughs> to kind of analyze. Um, Samsung, I think you know Samsung does a great job of both coming to CES with really interesting technology, like. 8K TVs with no bezel. I mean, they had some gorgeous TVs that they announced, but then they just had some like crazy, crazy stuff. Like they have, they have a um, a keyboard that have you ever seen those keyboards that used to project onto like a tabletop? I remember those from like oh ten yeah. years ago or something. It's mm-hmm. a little like that. It uses the selfie camera on a phone, it but and, and lasers of course because you know freaking lasers and of course and. But but it's invisible. You can't. There's no. You can't see the letters on the table, as far as I could tell, in the images I saw. It's just kind of there in front, which seemed a little pointless when you can just kind of tap on the. You know, because you have to kind of like to make it work. You got to kind of prop the cell phone. You got to prop, prop prop your mobile phone up on a table. Have this selfie camera shine down on your hands while you type on the table instead of on the glass of the phone. Seems a little pointless to me. Um, yeah, the, Samsung also came out with these really creepy digital avatars of people. They're like fake people, and it and they they made a big deal out of it about how it was like, you know, your your CG representation, and it was going to be all do all this futuristic stuff, and it's really not. It it's really just animations. It's not anything particularly. Earth shattering. So you know, they, they, and then, and then they had that little ball that I mentioned before. So there's, they, they had a lot of weird, mm. they had a lot of weird stuff, but they also had some kind of interesting, interesting products too. Um,
1: yeah, I think Samsung. I mean, Samsung are one of those companies where they, they kind of do everything. Yeah, they really you know, do. They've, they've got the really boring stuff like washing machines and refrigerators, all, all, you know, all your standard sort of white goods for your house. Yeah, and you know, then they've got. Uh, monitors, which is one of the things you link to the 49 inch widescreen monitor. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> I mean, that's just bonkers. That is huge.
0: Yeah, and it's um, curved, so it, f- it fills your entire field of vision.
1: Right. And then, you know, as you say, then they've got the weird ball thing, which is still, you know, like a technical achievement, but it's kind of. Nobody really needs it, and then yeah, you get the really weird stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I actually forgot to mention too. They have, and I guess this was shown off before at some other Samsung event, and I wasn't aware of it. But there was an exoskeleton that they showed off that you can wear. You, it's like a harness fits around your waist and your and your upper legs, and it creates resistance and helps you go through. Um, uh, through exercising, it looks like something that actually would be probably very useful to somebody who um, was disabled. But I, it was actually being it was being pitched as an exercise as exercise gear, and it's when it's when huh. it's paired with uh, some AR glasses, which I just sent you a lovely tweet from Mark Gurman at uh, Bloomberg who shows off what these goggles look like, which you know we can all look forward. To having wires hanging from our glasses, hanging down to our Android phone, and and wearing kind of bug-eyed glasses. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely not wearing those outside <laughs> the house. <laughs> I know. Mm-mm. So there's that. Uh, th- th- you know, the last thing I want you to click on is the Atmos air purifying headgear. The link there, because this to me. Okay, let me just find. That. It's the second to ele- um, ele- Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh Can yeah. See it. Oh, this bane mask looking. Yeah, thing. that's that's a very good description. <laughs> I described it to someone as like a motorcycle windshield for your mouth, because it's this giant clear plastic thing that goes that wraps. It looks like all the way around the front of your face and around the sides, uh, and it's you know good reason it's to help you stay out of the pollution, I guess. But uh, I don't think any normal person would wear that unless it was. Necessary for some reason, I guess. But
1: oh wow! I mean, oh, do you know what? From the pr- the tiny little thumbnail preview, it looked like Bane, but this is way more of like a sort of Hannibal mask. This is
0: awful. Yeah, it's like nobody. It's <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's like it's it's really big. I don't know how are you supposed to talk in that thing? I wonder because your whole mouth and nose are looks, you know, encapsulated in hard plastic. As far as I can tell, but yeah, that yeah, it kind of looks like if you took just the visor
1: out of a motorcycle helmet right. and just moved it down your face and and you're just kind of got
0: this glass thing yeah without a helmet on you just have this the the, the visor of the of the helmet across your mouth <laughs> yeah it does look like that and it's a little little bizarre but yes those are those are the weirdest things i've seen i mean uh, on kind of the i guess the the trends and what was what was there type thing uh, you know, TV's always big. 8K is the thing now. Not really. I mean, it's more like, that's kind of like, you know, their showroom, custom car prototype type thing, because there's not a lot of 8K content at this point, but you know, 8 4K was at that point at 1.2, and that's come a long way. Um, there's tons of, uh, home automation stuff, especially cameras, locks, that sort of thing. Uh, light bulbs. Uh, f- what is it? Um, Wi-Fi six is also very big this year, which is really kind of impressively fast. But right now, the routers for those things are really expensive. They can be run like seven hundred dollars for a couple of, for like a router and extender. Yeah, it's really expensive. So yeah, that's a that's lot. It's got a ways to go before that's like something a lot of people will be buying. Um, I think. And then I don't know. There's you know, uh, full. Foldable things were a thing again. Uh, there's like a foldable ThinkPad. And Wacom is trying to hang on to the tablet market by its fingernails with a new thing that hooks up to Android phones, Windows, and Macs, which is like a, I mean, it's basically like an, like an iPad, but because it's a Wacom tablet, you know, you, it you can have your actual Mac software there. You can draw directly onto it um huh. yeah it's kind of yeah
1: it's uh, i think we we might have even said this last year during ces and, and i'm sure you know i'm sure other people have said this but i'd be really interested to know the of the products that get shown off like how many of them actually reach the market Because yeah. there's not many of these are actually like up for pre-order or, no you know that you can actually give somebody money for right now um or i wonder sometimes like like the crock pot for example Are they going to sell like twenty of those, and then they just never make it again? Right, like because they, you know, they've had their press. You know, we've talked about it. You know, The Verge or Engadget have covered it, and then it's like kind of just all move on from it until next year.
0: Yeah, I, I give The Verge some credit because they did start the weekend off with a story looking at looking back at some of the things they covered in 2019 and talking about what actually became real in 2019 and it's funny when you go through all this which is th- one of the reasons this story has taken me so long to do is there's so much going through details you know there's a lot of splash and then finding the details sometimes has been obscured i think on purpose by a lot of these companies where they don't really want you to know that it, there's no there's no release date or price yet Or, you know, it's a prototype and not an actual product that's necessarily ever coming out. So I've tried to stick, for the most part, unless it's something really extraordinary, to real products, things that actually have a time, you know, at least later this year or first half of 2020, whatever it is, and stick to those because they're more likely to be real. Because there's plenty of... Pie in the sky stuff. I mean, one of the weird things that I totally forgot to mention was Mercedes-Benz had an Avatar-themed concept car, which had, gil- had had gills on gills on the outside. You should Google this right now, Mercedes-Benz Avatar car, Okay. It's, you're going to going me type it's in. It's quite a it's quite a car. And uh, I guess the reveal and all the all the flowery language around it was quite hilarious, but I haven't watched the video. Uh, I've only seen the pictures.
1: Oh, I would drive that totally. <laughs> it looks like something out of it. it.
0: Definitely looks like something out of the future. I mean, it, and it's got it's got gills on it that I guess move, I think. Um, I don't. Know. Right. <laughs> it's quite quite a thing.
1: This is totally the kind of it's the kind of car you'd see where Mercedes have paid a movie studio for their future like sci-fi movie and Go. "Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll make you a car." and just kind of hand something like this over right and they think that this is what we're going to be driving in like 2020 well they're you know they think it's like this year
0: yeah they're working on another avatar which is the whole part of the whole thing they had they got james cameron on stage they talked to some other people it was it was a whole thing and i'm not really sure what the point of it was it was more i think it was to show that their cars are echo friendly somehow because right. maybe it's operated by batteries okay. or something i looked at it, i was like well this is a funny looking car that's never gonna never gonna happen um and i didn't spend a lot of time on it but yeah it's it's worth taking a look at the picture
1: yeah it's pretty cool i mean like you say this is one of these things where you're not really sure why it's happening but it's happened um they're making more avatar movies which again is another thing where i'm not sure why it's happening <laughs> right. but there you go
0: No, I know. I mean, it's amazing to me that those movies made so. Those movies were perfectly timed because that was like when 3D was really hot, and oh yeah, and and, yeah. I mean, and they're not very good movies, really.
1: But yeah, I I don't think I've even seen it. If I'm on, I've seen bits and pieces, but I I kind of because I wasn't interested when it came out. Sort of by the time I would have watched it, I'd already realized that 3D was a complete gimmick, um, and it's sort of just disappeared now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I mean, and, and you look back at old CESs, and a lot of the trends, nothing comes of them. Curved TVs, 3D TVs, nothing really ever came of those. Um, now it's a little more pedestrian, and the kind of things that are being that are being pushed, which are higher resolution. You know, smaller bezels, better contrast, better refresh, variable refresh rates, which are big for playing video games, stuff like that, which I think those are more quality of life improvements that if you find yourself looking at a new TV are nice to know about and nice to think about maybe trying to get. I mean, I, I know I want to get a new TV at some point. I, want, I definitely want to get a, an LG OLED TV. So I was taking a look at those. I guess that's another thing that's kind of interesting is that I don't know if did you hear Mike Curley's story about how his LG TV was too big for his house? Yeah, <laughs> Poor I did, Mike, because uh, I think he bought like a 55 inch TV and it just decided it was too big for the wall. And but but that was until the CES. That was the smallest OLED TV available from any manufacturer, and now both LG. And I want to say Sony maybe, are coming out with a 48 inch TV. And I'm not sure why they can't make why these haven't been made smaller yet, other than perhaps that because OLED is still relatively expensive, that you people wouldn't really feel like they were getting their money's worth, essentially. if they got a 40-inch OLED TV that costs nearly as much as a 50 inch one, might as well just get the 50inch one. But you know, there are practicalities around how big a TV you can really support in some places in your home so like like which is the issue Mike ran into so i don't know if 48 fits his bill or not but uh but you can go smaller now with oled yeah i definitely have that problem because we have a 40
1: or 42 i think and, and we definitely couldn't go any bigger yeah um so you yeah, know i mean we're not in the in the market to buy a new one anytime soon but if we're still in this house, when we buy another TV, it's pro it's going to be a bit of a problem if I want a decent one.
0: Right. And that, that seems, I mean, that's one of the things with TVs, they just keep seeming to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, you know, I, I've got, there are ratios that people suggest that, you know, if you're a certain distance from a TV, your TV really shouldn't be, or doesn't need to be any bigger than X. And, you know, I really don't want a TV that's really any bigger. I think fifty. I could go as big as fifty-five in our living room, but that's about it. I really wouldn't want to go any bigger than that. And it seems like you know most of the hot new features first come to those really giant TVs that are like seventy, eighty, ninety inches, which is just, yeah. just absolutely huge and not something that um, we're ever gonna we're ever gonna buy.
1: No, definitely not. Well, um I mean I'd be remiss if I didn't say how's your CES um because that's <laughs> This is such an old joke that's... that I
0: think only you and I know about it anymore, and maybe Joe Steele. I don't know. I mean that's an yeah, old joke. Yeah,
1: there's j- there's maybe like a collection of like ten or fifteen of us that still make that joke.
0: Yeah, that's an old joke <laughs> from the days of the Bionic podcast with uh, Mike Hurley and Matt Alexander. And uh 'cause back in the day, Matt, you know, he was at he was at CES. Uh, and I've, I've never been to CES, but, and I don't, I don't know. I don't really plan to go. I mean, I, I, I find that doing, you know, since we're not like in the business at Mac Stories of really reporting on general tech stuff anyway, it's kind of fun to sit back, let other people do the hard work and just kind of collect it all and, and come out with a list of what I think is the most interesting and weird at the end of the week and people can look at it that way so that you know i'm doing the hard work of reading i've probably read close to hundreds articles at this point um and i'll tell you the verge does an amazing job they have an enormous team there and i certainly couldn't couldn't compete with that nor do i really need to so it's fun to kind of do it the way we do it and then do a big roundup at the end of the week
1: yeah, definitely. Well, that's—I mean—that's what I'm going to be reading when you, you know, when you post that, because I'm not not keeping up with any of this. So uh, that'll give me something to read over the over the weekend, I guess, or next next week, or whenever that goes up. I'm going to
0: have um, I'm, it's going to go up tomorrow on Thursday, and I am because CES, although it goes through Friday, most of the announcements are done now, and I'm going to have a handy little table of contents so you can skip past the stuff you don't care about, uh, and just read the parts you you're interested in
1: perfect well i will look out for that tomorrow um yeah show notes which we will actually have quite a lot this week um we'll be at ruminate podcast.com um yeah and i guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks sounds
0: good talk to you later rob